What is up, everyone? Welcome back. Got another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show for you tonight, Tuesday evening, uh, December 20th. We're going to hang out here for the next half an hour, maybe a little bit longer. Uh, this will be my only live stream of week 16. So I'm going to be on vacation uh, headed to uh, headed out of state. So uh, we'll try and get as much as we can into tonight's show, answer all your questions and all that good stuff. We'll hop into a screen share here. Uh, let me show you what we're working with. And uh, yeah, good evening. Good, uh, good evening to Justin and yeah, AJ Dillon, man. He's starting to to look like the guy that we drafted, that we thought we were getting when we drafted, and all of a sudden, uh, racking up touches, volume, touchdowns. It's all there with AJ Dillon. Packers offense looking a lot smoother uh, all of a sudden. Good evening to Harris. Is Jordan Mason an ad instead of Moss? Uh, that's a good question. Jordan Mason, purely just a week seventeen stash at this point. You know, if you have Christian McCaffrey. And you want to pick up Jordan Mason? I think that's a fine move. Um, Zach Moss is the Colts. That's going to be probably the main topic of tonight's discussion is this Indianapolis Colts backfield. I'm not super super pumped up and excited about it. Let me actually uh, go out to the PFF routes run. Let me type in Week 15 here and see what we can dig up because uh, this Colts backfield, everyone's going to be interested to get into it. Uh, you have Zach Moss, the the primary running back there, and then you're also going to have uh, Deion Jackson there. And then they promoted today, they promoted uh, another running back, Jordan Wilkins, who's been there for the last few years. So he's an important piece as well. Uh, but I want to show you guys, this is what happened uh, in the Vikings game. So you have uh, Zach Moss getting 53 snaps to Deion Jackson's 25. Zach Moss ran more routes with 14. Deion Jackson ran nine. Carries, it was heavily towards Zach Moss, 24 to 13. So total 37 carries. I doubt we're going to see that many going up against the Chargers. So I'm going to, I'm going to lean towards Zach Moss is the better pickup between Deion Jackson. Uh, and right now I just, I think we're going to have a tough time, you know, having a, a hit from one of these running backs uh, week 16 against the Chargers here. The Chargers did play decently against Derrick Henry. I know he still scored a touchdown and had some big receiving plays, but uh, I'm expecting again too. do you want to trust the Indianapolis Colts week 16 in the fantasy final four? I probably don't. Um, I think, Adding Zach Moss or Deion Jackson is more of a defensive play so that your opponents don't use them, and that way they don't hurt you. If they have a decent game, they're on your bench. It's fine. Um, so that's kind of how I'm operating this week. Adam Thielen or Michael Carter, PPR. Uh, I I don't think we should be trusting Michael Carter uh, at the moment here. Let me actually see if I can find uh, – let me go back to PFF. PFF routes run week 15. Let's see what, oh, let's see what we can dig up for you. Uh, the, the Jets backfield, man, it seems to be like it's all Zonovan Knight. So let's click on the New York Jets against the Lions. Uh, Michael Carter, 33 snaps. He did out-snap Zonovan Knight. 24 routes run for Carter, 8 for Zonovan Knight. Only one target, though. Four carries. I'm not, I can't start a guy that's only going to get potential five opportunities to do something with the ball here for a running back. I'd rather start Adam Thielen, who can catch a touchdown. It's a softer matchup against the Giants. Kirk Cousins has had some pretty big games. I know Thielen's targets and his his up and down production has been kind of maddening, but I I think uh, I, I think Michael Carter probably not a guy that we want on the bench. And then I do see the comment lower there, something about Zonovan Knight's health. I haven't heard of anything on Zonovan Knight. I didn't see anything either. Uh, and there's no report on this at all. So I think uh, for now, I'm probably going to avoid Michael Carter. Uh, what are your thoughts on Hubbard and Foreman? Hubbard and Foreman, let's take a peek at that game because that's another uh, very important dynamic backfield here. 
Chuba Hubbard, 29 snaps, Foreman 14. Chuba with 16 routes run to Foreman's two. Four carries for Hubbard, 10 for Foreman. So it's pretty clear to me. Foreman is the second, uh, or he's the first and second down back. If you look at this year, uh, Chuba Hubbard's actually dominating the colors here. Let me go back to that. Uh, so Chuba's dominating the short yardage the pass or the, the third down work and the two minute drill so he's the better pass catching back for goal line you see two snaps for foreman some of the early work there for foreman it, it's pretty much a full-blown committee at this point right now but chuba hubbard kind of took it over um so if if you're starting a guy i think this is probably chuba hubbard that i would rather play for fantasy football right now he's going to get ppr value and he does get early down work and just going off the numbers here i know we only got four carries but uh if he's getting you know, the opportunity to catch the ball and be on the field a little more, I'd rather play Hubbard at this point. Uh, uh, oh, man. It's sorry to hear, Christian. Hopefully you got another couple of leagues in your back pocket to uh, to help bring home a championship. How does Willis affect Burks and Oconquo? It kind of makes them unusable, Justin. Um, it, it makes them pretty much unusable. I want to look here at Malik Willis because he had a pretty awful game, the one game he started. And, and again, I know it was the Chiefs. Let me click on projections here. Malik, Malik, Malik. Uh, Malik had a really bad game, that uh, primetime game against the Chiefs. He was 5 of 16 as a passer for 80 yards, uh, sacked three times. Chigo had one for 48, three targets. Hooper, two for 34, three targets. So he likes the tight ends, which is good news. Uh, but no receivers to be found. I think if, if it is Malik Willis, and it does look kind of likely, um, I'm, I'm probably pretty scared to use both Burks and Okakwa. I think at this point, cross them off your list. We, we can't be risking a guy that's only going to complete five to 10 passes. I think you got to look elsewhere. Uh, he didn't have that many yards. Uh, I wouldn't be too, uh, afraid of Michael Pittman. I know he had a relatively quiet yardage output, but he's still the go-to guy. Uh, I, I think where I would like have some hesitation with, with uh, our guy Michael Pittman Jr. is if it is indeed Nick Foles. That was kind of the rumor that was going around today. It might be Nick Foles starting for the Colts. That would make me pause a little bit, but he's still dominating the target share here, um, which you like to see. And sometimes yards are a tricky thing. Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen anything on Zonovan Knight yet. Let me actually look. Uh, because they play, uh, the Jets play on Thursday night football. Let's see if there's any injury reports in here. New York Jets. All right. I don't have anything on Zonovan Knight. Maybe he came out for a series, went back in, but he looks fine. How's the matchup for Walker, Etienne, and McKinnon? Uh, the matchup for these guys, let's take a peek at the fantasy points allowed. So for the running backs, uh, starting with Kenneth Walker, he's going to go against the Chiefs. Chiefs are slightly below average here. They allow about almost 24 PPR points per game. They've allowed six rushing touchdowns, which is pretty stingy, but they, they have allowed a fair amount of uh, yards here. Uh, but teams are really hitting them through the air with the running backs. They allowed, looks like they allowed the most receptions to, to running backs. And I think that's just a product of the Chiefs playing from ahead. You know, they, they tend to... Uh, make teams have to throw the ball more. So more dump-offs, more things like that. So it's a fair matchup for Walker. Hopefully he can get some dump-offs. He had that nice catch and run at the end of the game the other night. So I think he's in for a safe day. Uh, Travis Etienne uh, going up against the Jets, not a good matchup. Uh, let's see here. The New York Jets, they rank ninth in points allowed here. So only 21 fantasy points per game to the running back. Now with Etienne, 
who pretty much gets that entire backfield like sure the upside there is is there for a 20 point game uh, i want him to catch more passes but uh, i wouldn't be surprised if mckinnon has himself or uh, if etn has a decent game uh, and then with mckinnon going up against seattle i think at this point like he he's on fire you have to you have to continue this heater um and i know i know it probably feels weird just because his name doesn't carry a lot of weight but the dude is absolutely balling out right now let me click and look at the snaps and things for houston or for kansas city uh, mckinnon 48 snaps pacheco 27 30 routes run for mckinnon 11 for pacheco 10 carries for mckinnon as well as, long as, as well as eight targets and 15 carries for pacheco so uh if you tell me that mckinnon's gonna be in there and he's gonna get upwards so i mean if you combine the targets and carries that's 18 opportunities that he had to touch the ball you want to start you want to start mckinnon man he's in one of the best offenses in football so i think right now uh, this is a tough question, Ryan. Uh, either way, you have three solid running backs. I think I'd rank them all as like strong RB2s. I'm nervous about ETN in that matchup. I think I would prefer Walker and McKinnon uh, as of today. Do you know if Jalen Hurts practice? Uh, let's see if they got anything in there. So I was struggling to find it here. And they have him listed as DNP. Uh, but some of the things that I was finding on Twitter was that he participated. Today was basically a walkthrough. And, and perhaps he was able to kind of do some things. And maybe they just listed him as DNP. Uh, I'm not quite sure. Uh, but I, I still am going to hold out hope that Jalen Hurts can play. Uh, my gut feeling, though, is because the Eagles play on Saturday, Thursday is the day. If he gets any limited action on Thursday, I will feel good about him potentially playing. So tomorrow doesn't matter if he's a DNP. I think Thursday is the final day. Uh, if he's going to play, he'll practice on Thursday. Um, okay. Would you rather drop P Ryan or Cortland Sutton on PPR? Um, I don't think either guy is going to help us in our lineups anytime soon. Uh, P. Ryan is purely a handcuff to, to Joe Mixon. I know he had a nice game the week before, not so much on Sunday, week 15. <clears throat> uh, I, I probably, if I had to drop one, uh, it really depends on your action for receivers, man. Like, do, are, are you comfortable starting, you know, do you have four receivers that are better than Sutton? Then I would go Sutton. If you have the room to keep Samaj P. Rent, I would do it. He's more value. He's he's shown his value with Mixon out. So if anything happens to Mixon week 16, you know you have a starter. Uh, whereas Cortland Sutton, he's just more of a roller coaster any given week. So I'm thinking it's Cortland Sutton. Uh, we don't know if he's even going to play. <clears throat> I'm just curious. No data yet because they play on Sunday. Didn't he start versus Houston? Uh, I think he came in relief versus Houston. Uh, I thought he played – this was the game he started, uh, but I thought Malik played – I thought he came in relief in this one. I might be wrong about that. Uh, no, he did. So he did start two games this year. Okay, so he did look – six of ten. Like, I can't start a guy that's got 11 completions in two games. And that's going to be, you know, reaching for points there. I don't know if that's a good idea. Derek Carr, Trevor Lawrence, or Brock Purdy? Ooh, that is a tough question. Um, <clears throat> I, I like – let's let's look at some of the matchups here for these guys first. Let's go here to the quarterback matchup. So the question was Brock Purdy, <clears throat> San Francisco going up against uh, the Commanders. Commanders kind of middle of the road here, so it's a fair matchup. You have Trevor Lawrence going up against the Jets. That's a tough matchup on paper on a short week. Only about 14.44 points there. With Derek Carr, kind of the same thing as the commander. So those two are the preferred 
matchup. Uh, but Trevor Lawrence is absolutely on fire right now. I think just off of pure upside and momentum right now, I'm probably going to lean with Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I, I think I think he has the ceiling that you're looking for. Derek Carr, Brock Purdy, those are both safe plays. If you want to go with those guys, I can't. I can't argue with it, but those guys just feel like more, you know, 14 to 15 point plays. Whereas Trevor Lawrence is the guy that has clearly showed he can get us 30 on any given week. Schultz or Najoku. Okay. So this one's tough because there will be um, weather in the Cleveland game. Let me actually, let me show you what we're working with here. Let me go to NFL weather weather.com. This is my favorite site. I look at it a couple times throughout the week, but it's NFL weather.com. Cleveland uh, hosting the Saints, nine degrees, uh, windy, foggy, 26 mile per hour winds, which basically anything over 15 is pretty, pretty bad. Uh, so it's 26 here. This is not going to be a fun game to be at uh, or to throw the ball. So I am slightly hesitant on David Njoku. Uh, if we look and see, I, I, I don't think Schultz had himself a good game last weekend and he's kind of been struggling the last few weeks. Uh, let's see, 3.5, 14.7. Some very similar outlooks as far as floors and ceilings. Uh, I, I'm probably going to go with David Njoku. I think he's just more athletic, more fun, uh, bigger ceiling. And, and because of the wind, you might see shorter passes to the tight end position. So I'm going to go with Njoku. Is, uh, well, actually, before I get to Justin's question, I just want to look and see the points allowed to the tight end position here. So I know Njoku's got a tough matchup. Like the Saints are technically the number one team here, uh, but Philadelphia coming in here, where is Philly? Philadelphia also a top 10 play. They've actually allowed three touchdowns. The Saints have allowed two. The Eagles a little bit more receptions, a little bit more yards. So it's technically a better matchup for Dalton Schultz, but I, I it's, it's, a, it's a coin flip at this point. I, I think I'm fine with either way. If you're scared of the weather, go with Schultz. Um... Is Burks droppable? If if you're not going to be using Burks this week, I, I'd say let him go. There's a chance that Ryan Tannehill misses even more time uh, with this ankle injury than just this week. So if you're not going to be using him this week, uh, especially like if he's like your wide receiver five, you know, we, we could let him go. As long as you have another bench receiver that you like, go ahead and, and let him go uh, for somebody else. Good evening to Killer. Uh, why did I just see Chiefs top? Um, what are we talking about here? uh chief's top um i do not know what that is regarding um but anyways uh steven what's going on man i'm stuck i have the cardinals defense should i drop them and pick up the browns or jags for this week or hold them also would you drop elijah moore or burks for either defense uh as long as you're not i, mean, I like elijah moore he has been playing well the last few games uh, I don't know if I want to start him against the Jags, and I'm definitely not starting Traylon Burks if it's Malik Willis. So I would say both guys are very droppable. If you're saying the Browns and the Jags are your top defenses available, though, uh, that does concern me. I, I think if you're going to start a defense, it might be the Browns, just because, again, looking at this weather here, it's going to be pretty shitty weather. Uh, the Saints offense doesn't exactly scare us. I know they have some big playmakers, and they can make plays at times, uh, but the Jags, uh, I, I have a feeling tomorrow night's game could be kind of fun for points. If you look here, the Jags projected to score uh, really only 18 and a half. The Jets 19 and a half. So it's supposed to be a lower scoring game. Um, I, I think you got to go with the like, if you look here, man, the Saints 
And the the Saints and the Browns, there's only 31.5 points projected in this game. So it's in your favor to start one of these defenses. I'm going to say go with the Browns. And yeah, McKinnon is uh, McKinnon's balling at uh, unprecedented levels right now. So he's a must start. Do we trust Dobbs? Oh, Romeo. Romeo, let me see. Let's, he did not run a lot of routes. Let me double check this. I'm going to look, uh, look for this game here. Let me go back. Let me go back one more. Where is my Packers? Packers Rams. Okay. So Romeo Dobbs, first game back from an ankle injury. Uh, dude was out there for 23 snaps, only ran 10 routes. He did see five targets. He led the team in receptions, which was promising. Uh, but I just, I don't see this number significantly increasing where it would be a good play. I, I think he's got potential to make, you know, three, four or five plays per game going forward, but it's not a volume play. Uh, I trust him as a player, but right now I do not trust the charts, the routes and the targets, man. Uh, if you only have a player that's out there running 10 routes, that's, that's not really where we want to be. So I'm a little bit hesitant in there. I like Dobbs, uh, but he's more of a dynasty play for next year. Who would you drop? Pat Njoku or Goddard? I have hurts. Um, Probably Pat, Pat Frymouth. Uh, I think Goddard is, Goddard's going to be fine, even if it's Gardner Minshew this weekend. And with, I, I like Najoku for next weekend. Pat getting a goose egg last, uh, last Sunday. I, I'm not super excited about the Patriots offense, uh, but either way, um, you want to keep Goddard. I'm, I'm more excited about Najoku. So I think Pat's probably the droppable guy with his winning TD on Sunday. Yep. Um, Hardman is, uh, reportedly coming back. Yes. Let me see if I can find the clip for you. Uh, let's go to Kansas city. So Miko Hardman, let's see here, just in time for the fantasy playoffs. Andy Reid says there's a good chance Miko Hardman will play in week 16. So, uh, I'm not saying he's a fantasy asset that we can start week 16. He's probably going to get a handful of snaps and look good doing them. Uh, let's actually see if I can find the Chiefs game real quick. Where is Kansas City? Um, so Juju's gonna he's gonna lead the team in a routes run. I think Justin Watson's kind of proven himself to be an outside receiver. So Watson MBS, you're probably gonna see Miko Hardman compete with Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony. So I don't think he's gonna be running a lot of routes and playing a lot week 16, but he's definitely a guy that I expect to come back. And he's more just not a fantasy asset, but he's just a huge asset for the Chiefs where he's going to be the guy that gets, you know, a couple carries and a couple of those fun targets where some uh, some couple plays can go his way. Rank their matchups in week 17. Um, for the tight ends. Oh, okay. For the tight ends. Uh, matchup wise, I, I mean, I think uh, that's tough because they all kind of have tough matchups. Um, let's look at the numbers here. Najoku on paper has the worst matchup, but again, it's it's that windy game where I think a lot of short area passes could benefit Najoku uh, with with uh, Carolina for Pittsburgh here. Carolina Panthers, no, like, never mind, the Steelers. Where is Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh versus the Raiders. It's actually a good matchup for Pat Frymuth. I believe Kenny Pickett's back, so that does make me think a little bit positively for for Pat and then uh, the Eagles going up against the Cowboys. Dallas is pretty good against the tight end, but Dallas Goddard's kind of a different breed. Um, so I'm going to, as far as matchups, uh, it's Pat Frymuth with the best matchup. Then, then you have Najoku, then Goddard. So uh, at that point, uh, we're, we're kind of flipping a coin here. You basically just pick whoever you're going to start. And then uh, the other two are pretty even as far as dropping them. 
Uh, I think so. We should be hesitant on CD Lamb. I know he had a really good game week 15, uh, but I'm kind of nervous about a week 14 type performance because Philadelphia quarters pretty good. Um, they've limited receivers to only 29 points per game. Noah Brown, Michael Gallup might be busy uh, in this one as well as the running back. So it, I'm not like scared where I'm benching CD Lamb, but I think you have to go in with the expectation that it's not going to be a typical, you know, hit for CD Lamb. It's probably going to be more of a floor game, you know, where he hits eight to 12 points. And if he can come up with a touchdown, that's going to make your, uh, it's going to make your day. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. At this point, McKinnon's the guy. He's getting the carries in the goal line. He's getting the catches. McKinnon is the easy play over Pacheco in almost any format right now. Um, that's a fun question. Let me pull up. Uh, I always looking. I, I like looking at Tankathon here. They always have a pretty good big board up. Um, let me see here. As far as the overall rankings, they have where is they have Bijan as the twentieth ranked player here. Let me look at the 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 full order here. Then you got to think about teams that need running backs. Uh, of course, um, potentially. Uh, I could see Arizona maybe being the first team to consider him at five, but that feels a little too early. I like Atlanta. Atlanta at seven could be a lot of fun. They do need more help, though. Uh, maybe the Carolina Panthers at eight could use a Bijan. Uh, maybe Houston sitting at 12 could be an interesting spot. Uh, otherwise, maybe the, the Lions, maybe Tampa Bay, maybe Tennessee gets their heir to Derrick Henry. Uh, maybe the Chargers find their heir to Austin Eckler. Miami's forfeited. That would have been a nice spot there. Uh, but Bijan's probably going like in the top 10, I would say. So uh, Houston would look really good at 12. Uh, I wouldn't mind that spot. It's going to hurt Damien Pierce. But I think Atlanta, if Atlanta's feeling it, Atlanta makes a lot of sense. Uh, I would say so. Marquise Brown struggling uh, as the Arizona Cardinals offense struggles uh, as a whole here. Let me see if I can find the Cardinals game for you. Um, so he ran 37 routes, which is great. Eight targets. He didn't really translate into many fantasy points here, but if you're not using him, I mean, at this point, if you see someone on the waiver wire that you could potentially use, I think at this point, what they have done in the season, it's been a good season. The Cardinals, Season is over, though. Uh, that, that's one of these situations where if you have to cut a guy like Marquise Brown, I'm okay with doing it. Uh, it doesn't bother me too much. Tua or Derek Carr? I'm leaning towards Tua because it's a home game for Miami, um, whereas Derek Carr traveling to Pittsburgh worries me a little bit. I'm going to go with Tua here at home. Or if it's like A-Rod, Brady, or – ooh. Okay, so A-Rod, Daniel Jones, or Tom Brady. Uh, I'm leaning towards Daniel Jones because he's got the, the ability to help you with his legs. Let me look at the fantasy points allowed here. And he's going up against Minnesota, which is a bottom, bottom matchup here. But then you also see Miami Dolphins with Green Bay. Uh, and then uh, Tom Brady, where is Tampa Bay? They play Arizona, so it's a good matchup for the veterans, Brady and Rodgers. So I'll, I'll put it this way for you. If you want the safe points, which is 15 to 16 points, you go with Rodgers, okay? Go with Rodgers if you want his – if you look at his numbers, Rodgers has been very consistent this year. He has not been great, but he's been very consistent. Where He's going to get you, you know, two touchdowns. He'll get you 225 yards. Um, it's a game where they might have to play keep up against the Dolphins, so I like Rodgers for a safety standpoint. If you're going for ceiling, <clears throat> like say you're an underdog this week, 
you know, projected by projected to lose by like 10 to 15 points. Then I would go with Daniel Jones. He actually played really well against the commanders. They didn't really have to do too much to throw the ball. He did kind of game manage, but uh, I, I do think the Vikings could score some points on the giants, make him have to throw the ball. Uh, I, I'm open to Daniel Jones with his legs, but safest play Rogers. Uh, otherwise I'd go with, with Daniel Jones. Carr or Zach Wilson. Oh, oh, that one's right at the, hmm. I'm going to go Zach Wilson here. It's a home game Thursday night football against the Jags. Jets need to win to stay alive. And Zach Wilson's fighting for his career at this point. Uh, if he gets a big win here, that goes a long way for the fan base. So I'm going to say Zach Wilson uh, with the Raiders. Again, just Raiders traveling to the East coast to play Pittsburgh. That does worry me a little bit. Uh, Steelers are playing much better on defense uh, than they have at the beginning of the year. So I, I, I would worry more about Josh Jacobs stealing stuff. I think I'm going to go Zach Wilson, Ravens, Bucks, Broncos, Saints, Ravens, Bucks, Broncos, Saints. I'm assuming this is a defense question. I'm going to go with Tampa Bay against Arizona. The close number two would be Baltimore. I'm going to say Buccaneers, number one, then Ravens, number two, Saints, and then Broncos. Um, I, again, it's kind of like this thing where like we could add Chris Moore, but it's purely a defensive play. I think that's a huge thing at this point in the fantasy season where you're adding guys so that other players can't add them and, and start them against you. So I think adding Chris Moore is a fine idea. Don't know if I want to start him though. It is, it is a good matchup though. The Titans secondary is pretty bad. They allow a lot of quarterback points here, as you can see, and they do allow the most wide receiver points. So if you, if you need Chris Moore and you can stomach the risk, I mean, he did put up eight points on Sunday. It's an okay play. It's uh, you're probably not going to see that ceiling game that he had two weeks ago. I would expect, you know, maybe 10 to 12 points as a floor. I do like Chris Moore, but uh, again, he still feels like a gamble. Who's got the best chance in making playoffs. The best chance at making playoffs. Let me look here. I mean, everyone's kind of rooting for the Lions at this point, right? In the NFC side, uh, I think there's a legit chance that only one of the Giants commanders make it. As far as the Giants' schedule, they're going to have to win at least two games to to make it here. They're going to get Minnesota, Indianapolis, and Philly. I don't know if they're going to get two wins, so we'll, we'll, let's let's put the I'm going to put the Giants at nine wins. Uh, the Commanders, let's see if they can squeak out two. The Commanders are going to get San Fran, Cleveland, Dallas. I'm going to give the Commanders only one win. So it, basically nine wins will get you in. So you're looking here at the Seahawks, the Lions. Can either of these teams win two games to hop the Commanders? Uh, the Seahawks are going to get Kansas City, the Jets, and the Rams. They can maybe beat the Jets. That might be the game here. They're not going to beat Kansas City, but they can maybe beat the Jets. Uh, I'm still going to put the Seahawks at eight wins. Let's look at the Detroit Lions. Can the Lions get two wins? I think they can. Chicago, Carolina, Green Bay. I think Chicago is going to sneak in there, or the, the Lions are going to sneak in there with the nine wins. Uh, but that final game down the stretch here with Green Bay, that could be the one. Uh, let me go back. NFL playoff standings. If Green Bay can beat Miami, then they can beat Minnesota. It, it's a little bit tougher schedule here, Miami, Minnesota, Detroit. But I think it's going to come down to Green Bay or Detroit week 18 for that final spot in the NFC. And then looking at the AFC, um, 
I think the Chargers have a really nice schedule. I think they're going to be safe as the sixth seed. If we look here, they're going to get Indianapolis, the Rams, the Broncos. They should win out. If not, they're going to go two and one. So the Chargers, I'm going to put them in with 10 wins. Uh, so Miami, how many wins can Miami get the rest of the way? They're going to get Green Bay, the Patriots, and the Jets. I, I, that, that should be two wins. I, I think they can get, uh, what are they at right now? To 10. So I'm going to put the dolphins in there at maybe 10 wins. I just, I don't see any of these other AFC teams being able to get there. So I think this is the correct seven on the AFC side, Jacksonville dark horse to hop Tennessee, as long as Malik Willis is quarterback. So fun question there, killer, uh, Cooper Hopkins, Pittman. I'm terrified of Amari Cooper at home in that awful, awful weather. Um, so you got Cooper, Hopkins, Pittman. With Michael Pittman Jr., I think he's got the safest floor of all these of all these players. I think Mark Cooper's got the widest variance. And then with Hopkins against Tampa Bay, I know it's Trace McSorley. He should be fine. Like he's going to have to continue to throw the ball. Hopefully it's Colt McCoy. Uh, so I'll say this. If, if it's Colt McCoy, I'm going to go Hopkins. If not, I'm going to go Pittman. Play DJ Moore, ETN, Dylan Rashad, or Zach Moss over Lamb this weekend. Nah, nah. Keep going with CD Lamb. I know it's a tough matchup, but the you know primetime players come through in, in primetime games. Uh, I, I think. Let me actually. Let's see here. CD Lamb FF today. How did CD Lamb play earlier in the year here? So week six against Philly, five for sixty-eight. I mean. I think you, you play the floor here, five for 68. That got you 11.8 points. I think you play the floor for CD Lamb and you hope for a touchdown. You hope he can come through at home. You play CD Lamb here. Mostert over Pacheco if Wilson's out. Um, I'll say if Wilson's out, we'll go with Pacheco. If Wilson's out, we'll go with Mostert. Rashad Mostert Pacheco. I think I'm in the same boat. I would I would rank them as Mostert Pacheco Rashad White. It did look like let's see if I can find it for us. It did look like uh, Leonard Fournette kind of came back last week and took some of the snaps. Leonard Fournette 43 snaps. Rashad White 29. 25 routes for Leonard Fournette. 15 for White, and then 10 and 11 carries for each guy here. So. If they're going to split the carries down the middle and more routes and more opportunities in the passing game for Fournette, he's the better play. I'm going to put Rashad White third in that ranking, and I'm going to say Mostert's your guy. If no uh, Jeff Wilson, uh, who could the Chiefs pick in the draft? Um, well, assuming everything stays healthy at the moment right now, I mean, everything's working. Uh, I, I think they like what they got going here. I wouldn't be surprised. Like they, they probably could take another alpha receiver uh, maybe in the second round or something. I, I don't know if sky Moore is exactly what they were hoping for. Uh, the chiefs scheduled to pick 29th right now in the first round. Let me see what the big board says. We'll be around at that point. You have a safety here, offensive tackle corner. Uh, it it kind of makes sense for me to, to, to see them continue to invest in defense. That's been one of their worst, you know, parts of their team this year. And if I show you uh, total fantasy points allowed, like the chiefs are 27th here. And I know that's a product of the offense uh, being so good. Teams are playing from behind and scoring more points. Uh, but I think if I'm the chiefs, I'm going to continue to invest, take best defensive player available, unless like there's some superstar stud on the offense that you can't ignore, but it's probably, a, I, again, I, I haven't really, you know, dived too deep into the NFL draft yet. I usually like to wait till the season's over to get into it. 
Uh, but it, it does look, I mean, there's a, a linebacker, some edge rushers, so never a bad idea to take edge rushers in round one. Uh, probably looking at defense for the Chiefs uh, in the draft. Uh, but we're going, we're going on about 32 minutes, guys, so get your final questions in. Uh, this is the last stream of the week. Uh, I'm going to try and put out some YouTube shorts this weekend, but I'm, I'm going to be driving to Michigan for the holidays here, so I won't be back until next week. Um, so no live streams. Check out the fantasyfellowship.com. That's where I'm going to have everything updated for you guys. Uh, but yeah, I, I just want to wish everybody uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Uh, hope everyone has a safe and happy holiday. Hope everyone gets their fantasy W's for Christmas. And uh, I don't know, man. I just, I'm very blessed to have uh, as many people as I do watching the show and hanging out with me, asking questions. So I appreciate everybody. Very thankful for everyone. And uh, yeah, man, if you guys do have questions, uh, you can always comment the YouTube video. That's an easy way to do it. Uh, otherwise, find me on Twitter at the fellow KGB, TikTok, uh, any other avenue there that, that should be good for comments and feedback. So find me there. I'll see you guys on the other side. Happy holidays. Peace. Mm -hmm.